Bechego was B-I-C-H-E-G-O, and they were like track pants, but they were slacks. They were like <laughs> slacks that had a stripe down the side, and you wore it with a rugby shirt and pearls. Hello world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who did windmills in gym so they wouldn't pull a muscle playing dodgeball. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we will be saving the stone-cold, super-serious style, those far-out fashions and gnarly threads of our Gen X youth. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Of all the cultural markers of our 1970s and early 80s childhoods, one of the most defining was the fashion what the trends were, so many trends, the popular brands, where we shopped, what our favorite outfits were, who we looked up to, our hits, our misses, so, so many misses, and on and on. Our fashion choices in the 70s and early 80s reflected not only the era, but defined who we were. That oh, yes. is so true. I was thinking about this because you could be a hippie, a square, a preppy, a druggie, a valley girl, a radical, a Madonna wannabe, an urban cowboy, or just your favorite kid from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> there were it's so true. many icons, right? Yeah. And, and like so many um, personalities. Yeah, absolutely. Identities almost, yeah. And they were so um, identifiable. There was no gray. There, you couldn't be a hippie and a preppy. Like no, those two true. things, there were there was no meeting of the minds on those two things, and who we were was often explained by our favorite outfit. For sure. Do you guys mm-hmm. do you remember having an outfit that just made you feel like a badass? Like when you wore it, you were really telling people who you were. I didn't turn badass, Krista, until I was like forty-seven. <laughs> I came out badass. <laughs> I was so opposite of badass when I was a kid. But I did have I do have some favorite outfits that come to mind. And um I'm gonna say in the late seventies, it would have probably been my baby blue satin hang tan jacket. Ooh, yeah. I Ooh. felt so cool when I wore that jacket. When it was a little oversized, so I kinda got to wear it for wear it for a couple years I kind of grew into it mm-hmm. um I love that but I will say that my memories of fashion are more tied to the early 80s um mm-hmm. when I was in fifth grade and up so I have definite memories of 70s but as far as one like an outfit and really remembering the clothes that defined me mm-hmm. that pretty much for me at least comes from like 80 81 and up and so, that's your coming of age that's yeah when I think so that's when fashion kind of becomes yeah. you you don't, you know, before that, maybe my mom picked out a lot of the stuff or mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, yeah, fifth, sixth, seventh grade for sure. So I'm going to say for um, the 80s, I'm going to pick like 82. And I'm going to say it would be, picture this, um, a teal mini skirt with tights with my flat purple jellies. Oh, yeah. Um, an Esprit t-shirt, but layered over an Izod shirt. So I have a collar 
that I can pop up. Ooh. You can pop it. Um, a jean jacket with about 12 Duran Duran and Wham pens and also the pens that say, like, totally or barf me out. <laughs> um, and a bandana that we would, like, roll up and then you'd tie it around your neck. Or yeah, you'd tie, tie it, it around, around your, your hair. neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as luck would have it, I actually have a picture of that very outfit. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. So you were a valley girl. Um, yeah. Like, um, well, I lived in... <laughs> Ridgefield, Washington, which was definitely not anything like um, the the Valley Valley Mm -hmm. or the Valley, wherever. But um, we tried. Well, I'm afraid (laughs) we might not have been friends. Oh, I think I made fun of people that dress like you did. Uh, Did you really? Well, in my head, I Mm -hmm. was definitely um, in the 80s, definitely more preppy, I guess. Mm -hmm. I would have had my bass Weegians on Mm -hmm. and... um, Granted, I went to Catholic high school and I wore a uniform, but I would have definitely had my bass Weegians on. I probably would have had a turtleneck with a Fair Isle sweater over that with um, probably my khaki, my chinos, or some corduroys, probably wide whale green corduroys or something. And yeah, I would have just waved at you and kept on going. I don't think I knew anybody like you. You were East Coast, (laughs) Carolyn. That's significant. I was about to say, I'm West Coast. We're like in totally Mm -hmm. different regions, though. Like, I don't even know if I knew anybody. I didn't know what Fair Isle was, I don't think. No, that's an an East Coast term. Like, we as adults know what Fair Isle sweaters are, but I didn't know as a teenager or a child. And during the same time. But my East Coast people did. We for sure were wearing crew neck sweaters. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like solid color crew neck sweaters for sure. And penny loafers for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't, I feel like everything you're describing, you could have walked straight out of like an L.L. Bean catalog. Mm-hmm. I can picture it now. Mm-hmm. I don't think, though, I think it has to be a regional. Well, thing, yeah, maybe. and that very yeah. well might be. Well, I want to share with you guys my 70s outfit because I was channeling my inner Lori Partridge. Every time I see oh. a, this photo of me in this outfit, I think, I'm Susan Day. It's just obvious. <laughs> so it was a bright yellow bodysuit. With the three little snaps at the crotch and it had this kind of white elongated collar and three little buttons and then a brown polyester mini skirt and I looked so stinking groovy except here's the problem that taunts me my entire life until probably early high school I was so tall for my age that I couldn't really ever wear that to school because the mini skirt was too short. Um, and those damn snaps in the crotch just kept coming unsnapped. Every so time you it, sit down, it's like, yes! woo! Or there would be like one just hanging on for dear life. I'd be just like, oh, is God, it that could pop? be really painful. Well, it was more mentally painful because then when it did happen and if I was out I'd be afraid that it would start creeping its way up and out of the back of that mini skirt (gasps) so people would know and there was no way to discreetly like stick your hand down there and try to re-snap it so in sociology trying to snap your bodysuit well I was only in second grade so I wasn't taking sociology but yeah I can remember being in the restroom at school and there were two girls, two sixth grade girls in a stall and there was like this manic, there was a melee going on and it was because the girl couldn't get her bodysuit snapped and the friend is trying to help her snap her bodysuit and I will never forget this. The girl finally screams out, oh piffle! (laughs) What? I have been saying "Oh, Piffle" since that day oh in the restaurant. That's really Anthony Park good friend. School. That's true friendship. That is really good yeah. friendship, right? Okay, so nice. I had a lot of um, badass outfits. Um, 
But my first badass outfit was an orange polyester pantsuit. And it Ooh. had a, a green Wait, stem. Wait, were you 40? I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I was badass. Uh, so it had a green stem that went, it was a tunic, and it went all the way up the tunic. And then the collar was in the shape of petals. And it was extremely <laughs> flammable. It was very flammable. But I felt so legit, you guys. The pantsuit was so grown up. I felt yeah. like like I was a teacher or a lady. like a hostess at Denny's or something. How old were you? I'll show you exactly how old I was. She's reaching in. For I was this many years old. I'm holding up the actual has outfit. Have it. Yeah. Oh I have my pantsuit. Look at feel like a lady. It's darling. Those are the collars that the Fisher Price little people have. Those oh yeah, a little scallop collar scallop that goes collar. all the way around. Yeah, and my oh. head was. Um, is it the stamen? No, that's inside the flower. <laughs> I have to go back to life science. I don't know. I'm the I'm the inside of the flower coming out. Oh, that's adorable. Sweet. Yeah, and that I would wear it with my white go-go boots. Oh, you guys. Oh, but the so ones that zip cool. on the side. So sorry. I know that's a yeah. huge disappointment. I wanted them to zip up the front, but they were patent leather and they were white. Okay, did you guys have there are some items that that just scream an era, right? Mm -hmm. Or a moment in time, a singular sartorial statement that anchored you in the 70s or the 80s. Did you mm -hmm. have any signature pieces like that? Mhm. Mm yeah, I, I had did. a lot, yeah. Um, I probably had a lot, but I'm going to pick the one that I think would say a lot if I would don it right now and turn around. It was mm -hmm. my denim button-up shirt, long sleeve shirt, that had a hand-painted holly hobby on the back. Very Aww. detailed holly hobby. And then my name embroidered on the front because my sister had a matching one. And then once I spilled paint on the front of it, it was not a good day at my house. Carolyn, I have a surprise for you. Okay, here's mine. There's my little embroidered K. I have my denim button-up shirt. Oh, it's look. got all sorts of pink appliques on it. And then on the back, oh no! <gasps> oh I have gosh. an appliqued <laughs> Holly Hobby on the back of my denim shirt. Well, look. and See, this was meant to be. I know, oh. isn't that crazy? And so the actual shirt that I'm wearing on my grown-up body right now is a denim button-up, and it is an homage to my to my Holly Hobby denim it's shirt. So cute! Oh. Isn't that cute? I wish I could still fit into it. I would wear that. Okay, so my signature piece, um, just like Carolyn said, is something that if I was wearing it right now, it's uh, if I, you know, out and about, it is a sign of the times. And I wore this signature piece um, probably from age um, oh, 04 all the way to like nine. And I have lots wow. of photos that I'll be posting of various ages of me in this. And that my friends, is the shirt or the dress with the giant bow that you tie oh, under yeah. your chin, you know, like around your neck. Mm -hmm. um, Often ladies silky. Ladies wore them too. Yeah, Very ladies silky. wore them too with mm -hmm. like, um, you know, suit Pant jackets, suits. right? And um, apparently children wore them too because I have, you know, I'd have a white one with a big bow that I would wear under a little vest or a a dress or I'd have, you know, every event, that had, every mm -hmm. choir concert, every Christmas mm -hmm. dinner. A lot of, I have a lot of school yeah. pictures where I'm wearing school a different pictures. type of outfit with a big bow. Yeah. And I would often wear like a velvet vest 
with my big uh-huh. silky bow shirt. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of Christmas pictures where I'm in the um, with a big bow. So yeah, we'll post mm-hmm. a lot of these pictures. But I think for sure that is something that that's your is, signature um, piece. That was my one. signature piece. Yeah, I have I have a couple that just scream the era. Number one is my poncho collection, um, made by various grandmas, right? Mm-hmm. And I just when I wore my poncho, I felt like a teenager. <laughs> I just loved it mm-hmm. so much. What about the rainbow gauchos? The gauchos that had the embroidered rainbow up one leg and across the butt and down the other side. Oh, I'm not my. remembering that. Oh, no? no, was that regional? If I saw a picture, it might it might fire a synapse. Okay, in my brain, we have to look not... up rainbow gauchos right now because this was a very specific thing. This I mean, wasn't gauchos, just gauchos. For sure, we yeah, work all the this, time. And it I was embroidered, know. and it would. Mm. I can't exactly know remember how the pattern went but it somehow went up one leg and around your ass cheeks and down the other side of your gauchos um carolyn we should be wearing our ponchos yes you should a little warm Mm -hmm. mine's in my closet here where i'm sitting um yeah carolyn and i when we first started the pcps i crocheted a poncho that i was going to wear at every recording session but then our, every recording session turned into our closet, and it's right. a little warm in my closet. And Carolyn's mom crocheted her one. So we'll have to take a picture in our ponchos and post, too. Because that real screams. Groovy. Right, mm-hmm. that screams yeah. groovy. Okay, the other thing um, that was, like, of the moment that just told you exactly when this was happening was my stretchy rainbow Mork from Orc belt. That oh, matches all the belts. suspenders, sure. yeah. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That told oh, you exactly wow. where we were. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'll throw one more in, t- uh, too, for the 70s. I was always in a long skirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was always in, like, a long patchwork skirt. Mm-hmm. Or a, my mom, you know, made us long dresses. So everything was long. Mm-hmm. Unless they, it was, I was wearing my sister's maxi. hand-me-downs. Maxis. The maxi, maxi dress, the maxi skirt. I could add my red bandana because I'm wearing my red bandana right now in homage to my red bandana. Mm-hmm. Except it, uh, that's that's poorly worded because it is not an homage. This is the red bandana. This is the red bandana I wore every day as a kid. It's the same. I'm not kidding you. I'm wearing on my head at this moment on April 28th in 2021. I'm wearing on my head the bandana that I wore in 1976 all the time. Ask my brother. He's like, my God, you have a bandana in every photo. Not only that, it's got the same knot. I never untied it. So that means you never wash it with the knot in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I wash it with the knot in it. So I want to ask you guys something. Was there a moment where you got caught out by a regional trend? Like something was all the rage in your classroom and then you went somewhere else and you were off the mark. Like, for example, when we moved to Washington State where wide leg jeans were popular from oh Arizona, God, Michelle, I'm, where straight I'm leg jeans like, That's already, popular. that whole thing already is like, oh, Michelle. Oh. <laughs> My sister and I were huge outcasts. You guys, my sister was actually bullied. She was in um, junior high, and like her first, don't worry, she turned, she was fine. She ended up with a very, yeah, she ended up being super popular. Uh, (laughs) She, it was a very, very small town, so in Washington, and so, you know, the entire, her entire like seventh grade class had like 90 kids in it, like the whole class. And she walks in in like straight leg, I don't know, Levi's or something. And they called her like saran wrap legs. And, you know, she's the new girl and wearing the different things. So, yeah. So was there a time like that for you guys where mm. you mm-hmm. you were And it, you denim were has a lot to do with it because jeans were kind of what everybody wore every day. But you all had to be wearing the same jeans. So um, the summer after eighth grade, we 
took a road trip out east to Massachusetts. And where I was from in the northern suburbs of Minneapolis and St. Paul, we were wearing Lee jeans and Artie Simpsons. I'm now realizing that I have to say R.D. Simpsons. No, oh, it's not R.D. I, I thought it was A-R-T-I-E. I did too, yeah. and I don't no, know what you're R. talking D. about. No, it's R.D. Simpsons. I don't oh my either. God, this is crazy. They're baggies. And of course, I did not have R.D. The actual R.D. Simpsons. I had like the JCPenney version of R.D. Simpsons. And I arrived in Massachusetts, and my cousin was wearing Levi's. And this was horrifying to me, because where I came from... Only the burnouts and the rednecks wore Levi's. And I was like, I thought you were like Harvard people or something. I thought you were supposed to be better than me. But apparently you're just um, rednecks and burnouts. I mean, it was a, it was really crazy for my mind to figure out. Like the mid, we always wore like Levi 40, what was it? Like 401 or something. The 501, the button you. fly. Yeah, but that was like mid 80s, I think. That and was we mid all, to late. Yeah, We were all early. into Levi's then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was what into about Levi's, you, gosh, late 70s, I guess. Um, See, out east. Well, no, actually, coast. that was when I lived in Texas. Um, oh. So it was you okay. either wore Levi's or you wore Wranglers. Because in, in oh, Texas, if you were the Texas. Western um, horse riding kind of gal or guy, um, yeah. yes, you wore the Western shirts with, you know, the pearl buttony looking oh things in the front, the snap shirts and Hardcore. your Wranglers and your boot, your cowboy boots and wow. your leather belt with usually your name in the back, you know, <gasps> tool, like, Troy. Like, tool done. <laughs> Troy. Yeah, I can something. picture the font too, like yes. the lettering. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you could even get Wranglers And here. a big old. I have no idea belt buckle as well so and they it was very distinct lines based on yeah what who you you were and who Uh you hung out with which was why i couldn't wear levi's because i didn't want people to think i was a burnout well i have a question for you guys um did your mom sew Oh, oh, like a factory yeah. worker. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, but sewing in the 70s was not like the Waltons. It wasn't like, oh, we need to make our clothing because we have no money. Sewing in the 70s was like scrapbooking. You're exa- yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And I'll tell you, for me, one of my fondest memories with my mom would be to go to the fabric store and hop up on one of those mm-hmm. stools and she'd yes. put the big like Butterick and Simplicity yes. binder things mm-hmm. in front. And it just seemed like, the world was there, like every outfit. That was fun. Yes, and you know that sometimes, was super fun. A, like a smocked little shirt, it could be a dress, like it'd be in the <laughs> same pattern. And I'd be like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is like a three for one. It was so magic. It was so, it was so yeah. exciting. And for me, especially when I was younger, again because I was tall, uh, my mom, at least when she sewed my clothes, could make the pants the real length, and yeah. nobody would call me mm-hmm. like. Where's the flood? And you have high waters on. And that was just awful, awful, And I had the opposite issue in that all of my pants dragged on the floor. Or everything I had to get cut off. So when my mom made my pants, they were the exact right length. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that So all the moms in my neighborhood went to, um, it was like their scrapbooking night, but they went to stretch and sew. I don't even know what, I mean, was there more going on at stretch and sew? I have no idea. Did they exercise and then sew? I like don't stretch, think like... so, but for all I know, there was like a jazzercise room and then like a sewing machine room. I don't know, but they all came home with the same thing. One of them being that Holly Hobby shirt, which makes oh. me wonder, was this like in a book and everybody did this as a project or something? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. But that's like, where a lot yeah. of like the um, the mother-daughter dresses came uh-huh. from. My mom made all of those. There was so much twinning in the 70s. Oh, yes. Like 
you would also all the girls in my neighborhood would have the same thing my mom and I would have the same thing my mom even made me a dress that was a matching dress to the one she made for a life-size doll that she also <laughs> oh, that's made creepy. so I was twinning with my doll and her name was Betsy McCall so I think that was a thing also and I must say I mean it was super cool but I as you know I had trouble with some abstract concepts and I didn't know like was this doll like do I play with it do I is it a decorative item do I marry it like what is do I was it sure. my sister is it my sister is she my friend life size like life size like of my a size. five-year-old or six-year-old yeah <laughs> like you yeah. could hold it like a three and a half foot tall yes. doll yes oh, it was like a giant rag doll and she made the doll and it had like yellow it was supposed to look like me so it had yellow yarn and ponytails and we had the same dress Uh, my mom was actually she was a really talented seamstress actually and when you said it wasn't as much for money you know for people saving Mm -hmm. money there were times in our um in my childhood which i've um (laughs) i've alluded to before (laughs) in the the podcast um it was very um up and down and I, i know for sure she sewed for us when we were very little for that very reason, because mm-hmm. it was a, a lot less expensive and we could um, have really cute clothes. And my sister and I swear to God, dressed alike until we were like eight and 11. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and she it drove us crazy alike. as we got older. But yeah, I will post mm-hmm. some pictures too. Every Christmas dress, you know, she made all of our Christmas dresses. But yeah, my mom loved to sew. And I feel like one of the things that made her really sad is that um, my neither my sister. Um, nor I had any interest Um, like we wouldn't like when you know we took home ec and we would learn to make little Barbie clothes or something but um, literally when when my husband and I got married he was like can you hem these pants and I stapled them (laughs) (laughs) I regret that not knowing how to sew I really do I wonder if it's a generational thing like because our moms did and skipped it it skipped a generation yeah Yeah. I think everybody feels that way okay um, do you guys remember the t-shirt shack oh god oh my oh, god can we say guys. a little prayer can we I say a little prayer i loved <laughs> loved going to the t-shirt shack mm-hmm. and flipping through the decals just mm-hmm. like you'd flip through record albums at the sam goody or the tower records and can you guys right now can you smell it uh, i'm doing it burning in my mind right plastic now. that really hot plastic yeah. smell yes. um, i want it I it was, it. I think, maybe one of my favorite places to mm-hmm. go and like, maybe sixth, seventh grade. And I had a lot of decal shirts, but I'm going to tell you one that I remember loving. So I'm in, like, seventh grade. Picture glittery, big glittery um, numbers, and it says 87 rules, because that was my graduation year, which was super cool to wear when you're only in, like, sixth grade. And it seemed <laughs> so far cool. off. Yeah. So it's a... Um, baseball shirt because those were really cool 87 rules in like rainbow glitter i can still remember like it folded together and when you'd unfold it it would like stick together <laughs> yeah and it wasn't then quite another dry. thing was this just in where i lived but a big fad for us is we'd get a decal on the front and then we'd have these baseball shirts and would have our names going down the sleeve did you guys have oh that, that was a thing for a minute yeah i never yeah. had mm-hmm. one but that happened for yeah know. it what costs extra game? so i yeah. what, 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 <laughs> <laughs> i could only have something on the front Right. Do you guys remember one of your favorite t-shirt shack shirts? I think I only That's had one. Say. I think I just had a Mark and Mindy. And, oh, yes. But I would accompany other people as they went to choose their t-shirt shack. But I think I only came home with one. I take that back. I might have had an Andy Gibb also. But I remember going once with my grandma 
and my grandma got a t-shirt <gasps> shack shirt and i just oh. thought that is so cool that this old lady is getting a t-shirt shack shirt. what'd she get she got it was a picture of a big apple and then it had a tag on it that said taken which everyone thought was so adorable and i did not understand at all but i clapped for her anyway because i and she smelled so good after getting her t-shirt shack shirt she smelled like the mall and it was great speaking of the mall you guys where yeah. did you guys shop um, I this is a tough question because there's a difference between, uh, you know, where I shopped with my family mm-hmm. and then where I shopped when I had my own money. And so they're an awful really. Where did I shop? Pennies and Sears, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's where my parents bought our clothes. And you only got clothes. We didn't go shopping all the time. You got clothes on Christmas and your birthday and for school shopping. And so you went to Sears and you went to Pennies. On very special occasions, you would go to the downtown Dayton's, which was our local mm-hmm. um, department store. And that was a very special occasion. But I remember walking by other stores in the mall and being like, someday when I have my own money, <laughs> I'll go to Calico Corner or the county oh, seat. Calico, mean, Corner, Calico, yes. Calico Corner. Calico Corner. Calico Corner is Oh, Calico Corner is, is the fabric, fabric store. store, the like well, furniture store. Casual Corner. Yes. Someday right. when I'm a lady with my own money and a purse, I'm <laughs> yes, going to go to Casual Corner. But mm-hmm. at, but it wasn't so bad. I mean, I'm not that's not a sob story because you could I got away with a lot of things without having all the name brands because there were some non-branded things that you could still get at Pennies and Sears mm-hmm. like the the turtlenecks with the little did you have the little mini printed turtlenecks oh, like yeah. I had oh, yeah. mini hearts whales. you could get the mini whales. yeah the mini whales mm-hmm. and then you could have your your initial necklace like fall out oh. the top of your oh, turtleneck just, yes, yes. like a little waterfall <laughs> so my little K would be dangling at the top of the turtleneck totally yeah you. you could get that I feel oh, like Carolyn had that. a lot of those turtlenecks I that did. That seems like a very preppy thing. To yes. Have. Yes, yeah. I did. Well, I had whales. Yes, but my turtleneck days were, um, I had a lot of dickies, as we've talked about before. <laughs> what? And, well, oh, congratulations. Can we say it again? What did you have, Caroline? I had a lot of dickies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dickie turtlenecks. I did have turtlenecks, but they um, weren't all there, literally. Um, but in terms of mall stores, I, too... Um, was like Kristen and that JC Penny and Sears were they were technically at the mall so you could say I guess those were my mall stores but I have a distinct memory of when I kind of aged up in Sears I would we would go as a family like my dad and li- my sister I guess she'd be shopping with my mom my dad would be hanging out at that like nut you know where they sold the nuts oh, and yeah, the yeah, malt balls. we would get malt balls yes. okay my dad oh, would yeah. always get cashews that mm-hmm. were kind of warm you know in the bag yeah. um house and- of nuts yeah, there yeah. you go. Or something like that. My husband you get your at, at the House stores. of Nuts. My husband worked at the House of Almonds at the mall when he was a teenager. But this, okay. the, the nuts I digress. that my dad got were in the Sears. Were in Sears. They were like, oh, it was in jewelry Sears. department. It was at the candy counter. Yeah. Oh, it was at the candy what? counter. Yeah. Yes. And there was popcorn there, I think, too. But that would be his thing. And then we'd be in the clothing section. But the excitement happened when I turned like nine or ten. I got to go to the Lemon Frog shop. Now, I do don't you want this lemon frog? I Tell me either. more. So the lemon frog shop was this kind of shop within a section at um, Sears. So it was, and I'm actually going to read you the ad right now. Are you between <laughs> the ages of 11 and 14? Then lemon frog shop is for you. You had to measure that. So the lemon frog shop was for girls whose height was five feet to five feet four and a half inches. That's um, very specific. Yes, what if you were five five? 
No. I was really cool. Just like my fashion icon, Lori Partridge, Susan Day. Oh, she is, is that a model in this oh. print ad for the Lemon Frog Shop. Wow. She's wearing, for, um, her description of her dress says, for the gypsy in you, a pow print mini dress, dress in crispy cotton broadcloth. Which actually would have been nice because the other dress was a saucy skimmer in a checked gingham of polyester with a ruffly bib and cuffs. But yes, I felt so cool because yeah, I actually got to graduate sure. to that section. Um, right, and you were only before. in like fourth grade, so you felt yes. like you were hanging out with the junior I high could school. wear the saucy skimmer. I love that. Yeah. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, you do know that Carolyn has many superpowers, but and you also know that this is one of hers. But, you know, just the other day, the three of us were talking, and I said, hey, you guys, look at this picture. My sister's clearly wearing Adidas tennis shoes, the three stripes, you can tell, and um, she's, you know... I guess in this picture, I'm maybe seven, and so she's like 11. I said, but look at mine. They look like Adidas, but there's four stripes. And we all know Adidas have three stripes. And I was just sort of like, huh. Literally 15 minutes later, I get a text from Carolyn. She's done the rabbit hole research, and she has discovered that I am wearing the Kinney brand yes, Adidas. Because I think had your, four stripes. your mother was very influenced by Ken Berry and his orchestrated, choreographed dances in the commercials. <laughs> For young enough to remember, come to Kenny and explore at the Great American, Great American, Great American Shoe Store. That's fantastic. How could you not want to go to Kenny's Shoes uh, after I know. Yeah. he is in the mall just doing his thing? We need to go back to the tracks a little bit because there was a period of time when there was a transition from the canvas bumper style tennis shoes to the nylon and suede tennis shoes like we forget that there was a time when those weren't tennis shoes and i remember the first time i saw them and a neighbor came over and he said these are tennis shoes and i said uh no they're not i was like what what i don't know what you're talking about but those are not tennis shoes wait what did you think tennis shoes were they were bumpers like heads? canvas no like chucks Yes, Gym this, shoes. Oh, yeah. this is another regional okay. disc we should ask our Instagram yeah, sure. followers mm-hmm. because my mother called them sneakers, which I still yep. call them to this day. And then sometimes I say tennis shoes when I'm talking about my running shoes. And then yeah. there was track shoes. And so it seems uh-huh. that kind of like the soda and pop and Coke discussion, mm-hmm. um, yeah. there were different ways to refer to that all encompassing kind of athletic shoe. In my greater shoe collection, then, as I got older, you had to have a pair of deck shoes. And I wore my deck shoes Mm -hmm. with my Sweats Bechego. Is that a word you know? What? No. no. Oh, my God. Is that one word? They were like, they were, Bechego was B-I-C-H-E-G-O. And they were like track pants, but they were slacks. They were like (laughs) slacks that had a stripe down the side, and you wore it with a rugby shirt and pearls. Oh, wow. I, I get the sounds... rugby shirt and pearls. I don't. I'm yeah. not sure about the pants. That seems very late seven, late it 80s, early be, 90s. Uh, yeah, that could be Fred Moore Junior High. I'm not exactly sure. And then my other, we called them dock siders. We didn't call them deck shoes. We just called them dock siders. Yeah, Is that's that what you're talking that's about. The same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. lived in those in college, like well, in the late 80s. And I'm going to raise my hand and um, c- correct you a little bit on your pronunciation because I only know this from very distinct. Um, differentiation in my high school. So Sebago made dock sides. It's not dock ciders, actually. Yes. And oh, yeah. Sperry mm-hmm. made top mm-hmm. ciders. 
Oh, yeah, that's oh what I meant. Top God, ciders. That's, that's what I meant. Good. Top ciders. I meant Sperry yeah. Top ciders. That's what okay. I meant. Okay. Yeah. But Sebago, I think when but, you I said to, but I hear people say Doc ciders a lot. I know. Yeah. But there is a difference. I think you said Doc, you said doc something, and that's what stuck in my head. No, for sure. We call them top deck, ciders. We call them deck shoes. Oh, okay. For yeah. sure. Deck it was shoes. Yes. Top ciders. So just differentiating, I mean, the Sperry yeah. and the Sebago look very similar, but there were some distinct mm-hmm. differences. And the Sebago Doc sides were the shoes in my high school. That's the ones mm-hmm. you had. And yeah. did you guys wear in, um, when I was in high school, so like Carolyn, you would have been in college, so I'm talking like 85, 86, 87, we lived in bass penny loafers oh. or just penny loafers. Never had a And pair. the bass ones, when you'd get a new pair, nah. oh, they were so stiff. They hurt yes. your feet so bad. But you guys, you had to I be had barefoot, a pair right? of soft, pink, light pink Esprit penny loafers mm-hmm. that were so soft. And I think my sister wore them. I think I wore them. We had pink ones and white ones. And... Oh, those were my favorite shoes, like the light pink penny loafers. I wear them with my stirrup leggings. Oh, yeah. Stirrups. Big oversized See, I wore sweatshirt. Them. Did you guys ever wear boxing shoes? I would wear my stirrup <laughs> leggings with my boxing shoes. No, that's yeah. not cute, They were like, I don't... This I can picture a, that. This was a, a hot minute kind of thing, too, where they were like little leather lace-up boots. Yeah. Very oh, light on your those. feet, and I'd wear them with my with my stirrup pants. <laughs> well, and weren't bowling shoe... That, that bowling shoe style was popular, too, mm-hmm. in the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which brings me actually to my next question with, to you guys. Is there anything that you were embarrassed that you didn't have that you really wanted to have some clothing or clothing item that uh, you wanted, but maybe somebody in your family, mom, dad, perhaps said? Oh, yeah. Okay, I so really my I talked about my deck shoes earlier, which is not to be confused with my duck shoes. Oh, and duck, my duck shoes. shoes. Oh, yes, duck I, shoes. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I needed them. I wanted them so badly. And I remember being at Kinney trying <laughs> on the duck shoes. And my dad was like, if I told you you had to wear those, you would throw a fit. <laughs> and you wouldn't do it. And I'm like, please, you don't understand. And he was trying to make me understand that I was being a lemming, that I was buying these she- these super ugly shoes because everybody else had them. And I just begged and begged. And finally he said, okay. Oh, well, that's sweet. That's, sweet. that's kind of mm-hmm. how my mom, you remember when I was telling you when we moved to Washington and everyone had the giant wide-legged jeans? Yeah. And so, of course, my sister and I are like, we have to have the, the jeans to fit in. My mom thought they were the most heinous things she'd ever seen in her life. Um but we got them, you know, we, we had to fit in. Um, and I remember one of my first pair were, it, the brand was called San Francisco Riding Gear. And mine were railroad stripes. So they were kind of light blue and um, dark blue pinstriped. And then even to make it better, um, the giant wide leg San Francisco Riding Gear that were painter pants. Ooh, so painter they pants, had yes. a little, they had a little, comb. a little, yeah, a little yeah. slot in the side where I could stick my comb. Yeah. yeah. Or a hammer. Because, you know, I needed to fluff my, I needed to <laughs> fluff my bangs. I didn't do a lot of hammering. Well, you know. But I needed to a definitely fluff. You know, my hair was all straight, but yet you'd curl your bangs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you, you'd, you'd put the comb in and you'd flip it back so your bangs kind of feathered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that this big was fifth comb grade. was like the yeah, perfect oh. feathering 1980, comb. 1980. Yeah. And let me tell you about the comb because that leads me to my fashion item that I really wanted to have. And I remember having the discussion that I, I needed my first pair of Levi's corduroys, which my parents could not understand why I needed corduroys because we lived in Houston, Texas, and it was really warm there. Who would wear corduroys? And I said I had to have some, and it had to have the red tag, and they had to have the back pockets for my comb. And my dad said, why do you need to carry a comb in your back pocket? And I said, Dad, I just need to. And Dad, (laughs) it's not just any comb. It's a certain kind of comb. 
Yes, like he is. said, I've got a bunch of combs in my drawer. Go get a comb. <laughs> no, Dad, no, no. Dad, no. I'm not going to wear like Fonzie's comb or whatever in my back From pocket. the barber shop. Yes. No, I need the big handled colored yeah. comb. And then he With said. With the swirly color on yes. it. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to know how I wasn't going to hurt myself when I sat down with that comb, <laughs> like in school. <laughs> so I did finally get some corduroys. They didn't have the Levi's thing. They were the plain pocket ones. Um, I know. Um, And I think I borrowed someone's comb and didn't return it. The only other thing that I needed to have that I didn't get and I was sort of embarrassed about was I didn't get an IZOD shirt. I got the Sears or the JCPenney version of it. And so instead of a little alligator on my shirt, it was a parrot. (laughs) And so I would kind of try and like hunch my shoulder over a little bit so nobody could see the parrot. You just turn it on its side. You should have just unstitched it, figured out a way to turn it on its side. Yeah. You guys. It's a yellow alligator. Speaking of that, well, two things. Well, one, I'm not sure about the parrot because I know the fox was the JCPenney one. Okay. Um, mm. JCPenney fox. Um, I remember thinking about, I, I had a one IZOD shirt, alligator shirt, and it shrunk, of course. And I, t- I did cut out the alligator and tried to sew them on a plane. Oh. I know. Oh, my God. I know. This is how deep it goes. It's really bad. And then I remember <laughs> with the Levi's, do you guys, and I, this is so sad that I did this, or everybody did that I knew, but you know how they had the leather, um, like, tag on the back that had the yeah, waist yeah. and the length size? Yes, oh, I hated so that. That's people would erase, like, the right? waist yes. thing and try to, to write in, like, you might have a 29 waist, but you raced it and tried to make it into a 6 or... 23. Well, and you could tell. When awful? you looked at the label, you would see that it was written in with ballpoint Not pen. mine. I, I worked really hard on mine. <laughs> fooling. Crayola markers. Mine fooled you. I'm, I'm sure it did. <laughs> you you could... had that, you got that West, you got that Texas leather tooling kit out and you, yeah. like, hammered right. it in. Okay, did you guys ever have any, like, knockdown, drag-out fights with your parents over, like, a particular item? I mean, clearly there are things that we didn't agree on. Your dad didn't understand why you couldn't just have a comb from the barbershop in your back pocket. (laughs) But was there anything where, like, your parents were screaming at you? No, I don't think so. And because there was two girls and we were only three and a half years apart, like, we, she always knew that if she spent money on, you know, a couple IZOD shirts for my sister, mm-hmm. I could wear them a couple years later. It was an investment, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I feel like she was always really supportive of our fashion choices. You, I, will she be okay with a crop top at the state fair? Well, I didn't wear well, no, because I wasn't that kind of girl. I was that kind of girl. <laughs> With I your think bandana we've established on. that I was With not that bandana. kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you wear the bandana tied around your, like, boobs, like that kind of a top? No, 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 no. You never looked that, like that. <laughs> just a t-shirt you cut off, you mean? No, you know how's a nice No, people... I didn't cut it off. No, I bought it. I bought it, but it was, but it showed my midriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going to the state fair in my, in my crop top and my miniskirt. Oh, look at you go. I know. I, I was know. really That's cute. That's shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and she wasn't having it. And I remember, like, running out the door, and she was, like, just screaming out the door, like, fine! <laughs> <laughs> well, well, wait, we did get into one fight when I, when I was really little because of my favorite outfit at the time was a pair of red, white, and blue plaid denim jeans. And I would nice. wear it with an orange, yellow, and gray granny square. And she was like, you can't wear that together. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's my favorite outfit. You, those things don't match. You can't wear a granny square with plaid pants. 
I had no idea. Like, what's this matching thing she's talking about? <laughs> I didn't know things went together or didn't go together. And that was another time where she went, fine. Look at her. She's trying to stifle your creativity. I know. At an early age. I got to wear my granny school. I have a distinct memory of something very similar. And it probably was right when I was trying to exercise some of my own right to wear what I wanted to wear. Same idea. It was a red turtleneck with like I guess it wasn't a full turtleneck kind of a mock with a zipper that kind of came halfway down not a dicky no it was more it was a okay. f- full it was on dicky I mean it was a richard it was a big dicky yeah it was the whole shirt but it had a little zipper that had like the little circle on the bottom and it was yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess a shade of red and then I had these pants that were another shade of red did not match at all and I remember my mom saying and I wanted to work to school and she said it doesn't match. It doesn't look good. And she, she said, but it's up to you. But if you wear it, you're going to make a choice. If you wear that to school today, you do not get to come to the grocery store shopping with me after school. I will oh. not be seen with the mismatched reds. <laughs> it was more like I had to really decide. And I thought it was worth giving up the grocery store trip. I was going to wear the mismatched red outfit. And I did. another time I really because my feet were really big too and so I must have been in like second grade and I wanted to wear my mom's sandals that had like a little heel on them they were probably like I probably I don't know wore a size five or something and she wore a six and a half or seven. Oh, I know what happened oh gosh I'm remembering this now as we speak I got in the car and that's the only, sho- the only shoes I bought I brought I didn't bring like my bumpers or my saddle shoes or anything I only brought my mom's pair of sandals and we got to the store and I had to wear them in because those were the only shoes I had my mom was so mad at me and I was just clopping through my reward and we had to get on the escalator they had like a cork heel and I'm just thinking I'm all that and I could barely keep them on my feet and she thought I was gonna like fall down the escalator she was so mad at me because I had that's the only shoes that I brought Oh, I love you, Mom. So, oh, okay. Okay, let's go. talk Let's talk summertime. And can somebody uh, please tell me who invented the tube top? Like, whose idea was that? The I don't tube know. Top. I was never a tube top girl. I know, it's oh. shocking. <laughs> there was a time, I remember, when what? I was like, you know, you wear tube tops. And then one day I was like, I might be naked. I, like, I don't think I should be wearing a tube top anymore. I was a little chubby when I was like in like before, let's say before sixth grade, before seventh grade, I didn't really hit a growth spurt. So I definitely would be some, a little girl like from like maybe fourth and fifth grade that you might look at and go, oh, you know, you're, you're a little, like, you know, so, Aww, you know, my little, little belly. And so I didn't wear that kind of stuff. I just remember in the 70s wearing a lot of terry cloth. Oh, yeah. yeah those like rompers. the terry cloth, the romper. The rompers, yeah. And you'd yep. have a little tie around your yep. neck. Yeah. Yep. I think mine had like they went over both shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the 80s for summer, I think for sure, like dolphin shorts, short shorts. Who wears short shorts? The striped ones with tube socks, um, and then just shorts. a lot of hang ten t-shirts and like Izod shirts, that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. mostly dolphin shorts, just short shorts. I I've never heard that term before. We were really? they jogging shorts? Oh yeah, I have on our Pinterest board. There's a whole dolphin section, <laughs> like in I fashion. Have never dolphin heard shorts heard are a that thing. before. So that must be a regional. That thing. could be regional. Were they I would silky? be in the like 
Yeah, they're silky. Okay. Like you want oh, for gem and stuff. I had those, but I didn't. Did they have a dolphin on them, or were they yeah, just called dolphin? Yeah, I think dolphin? so. And it's the brand was dolphin, and then yeah, they, a lot of the them brand. were striped. See, I didn't like have any blue and white either. striped. Okay. And yes, I remember yeah. those, um, and I remember them being silky. That would be like something that mm-hmm. um, Jacqueline Smith and you know Farrah would wear mm-hmm. when they were when they were skateboarding. Yeah, or yeah, that's what they would wear them with tube socks. Yeah. This isn't yeah. like the eighties. Okay. Wear like dolphin shorts and like tank tops and tube socks. And I didn't have any tube tops, but I did have some that had the tie. I think that's how my mom would um, justify. It not being a tube top, but I remember mm-hmm. leaving yeah. the house and I would untie it and I would tuck the ties into the top of the oh, tube top. Oh, like the ones that the ties came yes. right from the center. Yeah. Yes. Like it almost ruched right up. from the and center the t- and around I your neck. I feel like I had some of those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But, what about like disco era? Did you have anything that was definitely inspired by dance fever? Or I solid mean, gold. I was too young, I think. I mean, other than my satin jacket that you I didn't loved. have a this snake like a... belt. Did you have a snake belt? Those metal, no. the stretchy oh, yeah, yeah. belt. Oh, was that sure. disco? Yes, yes. But you'd wear sure. it with oh. your Gloria Vanderbilts. Or yeah. I didn't yes. have Gloria. I had like the faux Gloria Vanderbilt, so I had like my um, Gloria Vanderbilt. You know <laughs> The snake belt I'm remembering was my mom's though, and I used to oh, like, you to may play have with borrowed it. it. Yeah, I don't. And remember. sometimes you'd wear it over. You would either wear it in the belt loops of your Gloria Mandervilts, or you would wear a, like a button-down shirt, yes. untucked, and then you'd wear your snake belt around, around your waist yes. over the shirt. I do recall that. Mm. Yeah. No, I didn't. I think I was just. I think I was too young. Mine you know, like had I said, a little I, padlock I on it. It was super cute. Okay. That does sound cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, just my satin, and then I had like a satin tracksuit, you know. I didn't and know I was, that. Um, satin's, satin's I was sort disco, of a disco right? queen, so I could have been veering in that direction because I also had like I had my disco fantasy outfit that I didn't actually own, but I had designs on owning it. Eventually, I didn't know that eventually disco would come crashing down. I couldn't imagine where would disco go. But I, for when I was going to be on Dance Fever, I was going to wear a satiny blue dance skin leotard and then mm-hmm. over the leotard would be a matching dance skin wraparound skirt oh the wraparound oh, wrap skirt. Around. the wraparound yes. skirt so then when i would twirl the dance skin skirt would fly up yeah, 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 and yeah. show the bottom part of my leotard mm-hmm. wow that sounds impressive i'm surprised really i can't does. think of a disco outfit because ladies I took disco lessons at Marsha <gasps> Highland did? School of Dance, and Marsha Highland choreographed the Miss America pageant in Atlantic City. So <laughs> this we, is, we were not. This is big news. <laughs> this is really I big. I know. So do you still I remember your moves? I know a little bit of the bus stop and the what? hustle, and <laughs> okay. you know the bump. We you didn't... know what? We're only yeah, like weeks out from getting together in person. And guess whose Instagram account <laughs> needs some reels? I'll see if I can find a dance the can PCPS be a The PCPS one. Yep. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. But I do recall, and I was trying to look it up before we recorded today to see what they were called, but I remember having these, like, scarf things. They weren't like a scarf that was going to keep you warm in the winter. Oh, they were oh, almost oh. like these, almost like yeah. fishnetty mm-hmm. material with, like, mm-hmm. knots on the bottom. You knotted them at the ends. You yeah. put them under your, the lapels of your blazer. Yes. Yeah. And if you were dancing with one on, you could grab yeah. them from the other person and kind of oh, pull them. Oh, do this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like so. reeling them in. You would grab yeah. the knotted thing under the lapels yes, of their but big Yes, but I couldn't find a picture or anything. I'm going to have to go down a more of a rabbit hole to see if I can I wore leg warmers, but that's later. Leg oh, warmers are coming later. How could I forget the leg warmers? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'd actually wear leg warmers, like, not when I was that's in dance. That. Like, I'd wear leg warmers. Yeah. 
like with my outfit. And I refused to do that. There were a lot of lines that I would not cross <laughs> because I thought they were dumb. And I used leg warmers Excuse to actually me. warm my legs in dance class. And so when people started wearing leg warmers over their acid wash jeans, I was like, I am not playing this game. I'm not yeah. doing it. I think the real it. dancers in the group um, of my friend, I mean, that would be like a no-no. Just like you're just trying too hard. You don't yeah. get to wear yeah. those. I earned mm-hmm. the right to wear I wouldn't wear, wear them over jeans, but we would wear them. I mean, I was I was in um, like dance groups and stuff, mm-hmm. so we would wear them, you know, like over our warm-up pants and stuff like See, that. See, that but makes a little more sense, them. I don't least. think I wore them over jeans. People wore them over jeans. It was I heinous. I wore them with shorts. It was it know. was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And plus, they would wear them just over their calf muscles, and I'd be like, you know, they go up the whole leg, right? Oh. But of course, they didn't know because mm. they were wearing it as a fashion accessory. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. So you didn't have a, either of you had a members only jacket? Oh, no, for only sure. One. Yes, I did. Oh, I did isn't that disco? One. Oh, is it? No, that's I was preppy. thinking that was more 80s. No. That's more like. No. Oh, that well, is had, preppy with had... your deck shoes and your corduroys. Sure. And overalls. <laughs> oh, my overalls. I had one very traumatic event in which I took some of my 70s style over into the 80s and it ended poorly. And I had my overalls and my bandana on my head. And then I had these tall boots and we weren't wearing tall boots in the 80s. That was over. And these were almost like they were like something you would wear to the disco with your Gloria Manderbilts. And I tucked my my overalls into the tall boots and I'm walking into Fred Moore Jr. High with my over and the overalls are like all blousy over the top of the tall boots and my bandana on my head and I walk into math class yes the one that is on my head at this very moment I walk into math class with my big copy of Gone with the Wind so I could hide behind my book and there were some boys who were like nice boots and that's all they said. They didn't say anything besides it nice stuck boots. stuck with you for this long. I never wore the boots again. I never wore oh. the overalls again. That was it. That yeah. was probably a good choice yeah, not to do that to, again. I know. That was a good choice. I was just about to stick up for her and say, you know what? She was just trying to be herself and figure I out was. who she was. Yeah. And then all they had to say was nice boots. And this many decades later, mm-hmm. it still is with you. So I have one. I have one last question for you. Did you have a style icon like your your own personal style icon somebody in the media that you looked up to and you really wanted to be when you grew up well I think I had two people somebody that inspired me kind of my age and then somebody who I might um, have wanted to grow up and dress like and they were both in the same television show um, Christy McNichol as Buddy uh, I just loved her she she could just pull it all off. She was kind of tomboyish, mm-hmm. but she'd mm-hmm. wear the rugby shirt. She'd wear the jeans. She had just perfect hair. And I just wanted to be Christy McNichol, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Buddy Lawrence. And then when I grew up, I wanted to be Meredith Baxter Burney, the yeah. sister that lived in the backyard uh, in family, oh, and have her wardrobe. Show. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I thought she was really cool, too. And she had a very cool wardrobe. So that's who yeah. I'm going with for my... Okay style icons that's very specific that's yeah for me again we're going to like around 1980 81 Mm -hmm. um i mean no question and after everything i've told you in this episode this will not be a surprise but for me i idolized mallory keaton on family Mm ties so also we're uh, carolyn with meredith Meredith baxter Baxter bernie Bernie was her Mm -hmm. mom but um (laughs) you guys i first of all i loved her as just a character on the show but her uh fashion 
I mean, it was, she always wore like skirts with ruffled shirts, or she had the brightly colored oversized sweaters and sweatshirts. She wore gunny sacks. She wore the collars popped up. She was super, super um, preppy, but also just, just like styled. And I loved it. I loved everything about her. I just, um, but especially her fashion. And I've been watching Family Ties lately because you can watch the entire series on Paramount Plus, mm. um, which is worth the five ninety nine a month for me just <laughs> to watch Family Ties when I want to. And um, again, I'm just like going crazy. I keep doing screenshots of different outfits oh Mallory God, shows up funny. in because I'm screaming as I'm watching it now as a 52 year old woman. I'm like, look at her outfit. It's so cute. Um, yeah. So this for is me, so interesting Mallory to me Keaton. because this this explains actually who you are right now right like like carolyn i can see you pulling off some christy mcnichol looks right now and michelle i can see you pulling off mallory looks right now i think well i'm I sitting think you here in my ruffled that, um my totally. ruffled target dress i think right you <laughs> carry that with you and i think that's like i think that's something that you have to listen to for me yeah. i've told you guys this before because it's sort of a surprising one and i'm sure it's nobody else's style icon but I loved Suzanne Plachette on the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> I no, honey, when you loved were in kindergarten, you were you were wearing pantsuits in kindergarten. I had my orange pantsuit. Not surprising. It was she had maxi skirts for days, and her collars were like wall to wall collars. They were like wings. She was gonna take That's flight right, with her collars, and they would like totally. They, you wouldn't even be able to see her fitted blazer underneath her big collar. I just loved the way Emily Hartley dressed. And she maybe was, you're right. I think the orange pantsuit is sort of an homage yeah. to Suzanne Plachette. She was a huge style icon. You can actually watch all those shows on, is it on, Hulu right um, Is it Hulu on or Hulu. HBO Max? On Hulu. Yeah, one yeah. of them. Mm -hmm. Because I was uh, uh, one of, I always say one of, um, one of, we'll cut that. One, one of them. them. <laughs> Yes, and that is one thing that strikes me when I'm watching the new Bob Newhart show reruns is Suzanne Plachette was just fabulously styled. She was. Yeah. She was. She was so cool. And this as neck I scarves, sit here. Always had like the neck scarf. Yes, she always had something around her neck. And that mm -hmm. was sort of my 90s look too. My late 90s look was always a little silk scarf around my neck or a choker or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, Emily would oftentimes wear chokers. And so even right now what I'm wearing, this is what Emily would wear to paint the apartment in Chicago. <laughs> right? My denim shirt. You guys, I'm even wearing my bell bottoms and my clogs right now. And I, so I still, just like I can see both of you guys wearing the things that you, um, of the people that you mentioned, I can still picture myself wearing Suzanne Plachette clothing. Let's close this episode with an exercise. This is for our listeners. Everyone take a few minutes today and do what we just did. Really think about those outfits that made you feel like $100 when you were a kid. Are there any trends that still speak to you right now? Is there a way you can replicate it right now? Because I, like I said, I still wear bell bottoms and clogs on the regular. You can for sure find a Mork and Mindy shirt if that's your deal. Target, oh my God, I'm looking at Michelle right now wearing her prairie dress from Target. Do this for yourself. Do it to honor the person that you were. That little person, that little person still lives inside of you. It'll make you feel awesome, I promise. Oh, that's so sweet. I do feel awesome in my prairie dress. Right? Even well, though you my look family awesome in your the prairie hell dress. Out of me. You look so Thank good. You. you look like you. That's the point, Michelle. You, you. look like you. <laughs> oh. 
Well, you guys, we hope that all of our listeners will join us next time because we'll be talking about those little musical montage things, you know, those things we saw on TV, the things that would eventually be known as music videos and give birth to an entire cable network called MTV. Oh, that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. That is going to be fun. excited for that one. And hey, all of you who are listening, what were your favorite outfits growing up in the 70s and 80s? Post it on your favorite social media platform and tag us at Pop Culture Preservation Society so we can see and share. And make sure you're following all the fun we're having on social media. Just search Pop Culture Preservation Society. Also, and this is very important, if you enjoy our conversations, please subscribe and please leave a nice review or even just click those stars and share, share, share with your friends. And if they don't know how to listen to podcasts, please show them how easy it is. This is a thing. We're learning. (laughs) (laughs) How do you listen to a podcast? In the meantime, let's raise a glass for a toast. Courtesy of our favorite swinging roommates hanging out at the Regal Beagle, Jack Tripper, Janet Wood, and the inimitable Chrissy Snow. To good times. To happy days. To Little House on the Prairie. Cheers. 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 Information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to me, the Crushologist, and Carolyn and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, I guess there's always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded at Modern Well, a woman-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. We get a happy feeling when we're singing a song